Great morning, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Thank God for Monday. I'm Brother Greg Cellini of the Franciscan Brothers of Brooklyn and Seton Hall University, class of 1985. My great pleasure to be back with you again today. The purpose of our show, Thank God for Monday, is to inspire you, our audience, to take personal responsibility for your professional satisfaction. We want to provide you hope, healing, and peace in these unprecedented, turbulent, uncertain times. Motivate you to search deep inside yourself in the quest for fulfillment. Listeners, it's really up to you is how to utilize the information we provide today. Take full accountability for the decisions you make and the resulting outcomes. Now, one of the goals of Thank God for Monday is to introduce role models, role models of people who take very bold steps in their work lives. And this is a very special time as Valentine's Day is just a few days away. As such, we are honored today to have with us a most special guest. Her name is Kathleen Neville. Kathleen is a public relations and brand marketing professional who is an international expert in conduct at colleges and organizations. She's an author of multiple books, and you may recognize her name because Kathleen is most kind every year at this time to be a Thank God for Monday guest. Great morning and welcome back to Thank God for Monday, Kathleen. Good morning, Craig. Thank you so much for allowing me to return. You know, this is one of the highlights of my winters, for sure. (laughs) So it's a pleasure to um, be speaking with you this morning. The honors really all are. Sadly, we've only got 30 minutes. We're going to jump right into the deep end of the pool here, because for today's episode, We really want to discuss the impact our individual and collective behavior and conduct has on our reputation, those around us, and on our culture in general. And I understand there are very big updates in this area. And as part of our discussion, we're going to also chat about the status of the serious social and misconduct issues we continue to face, unfortunately, including and especially sexual harassment. So given that backdrop, Kathleen, believe it or not, it's been a full year since you were last on, thank God, for Monday. And what a year it's been when it comes to discussions about appropriate and inappropriate behavior in the workplace. Share with us, please, Kathleen, what's been going on since you last appeared last February on Thank God for Monday? Right. That's too big of a question, <laughs> Greg, but <laughs> Sorry um, I will, I'll start out by saying a lot. And um, in the area, my field of, you know, really the challenges of workplace environments and people's behavior. Um, and now it's become so far beyond workplace behavior that, you know, our culture, we are very challenged at these times. Um, I do want to say that in the past year, the pandemic, the continuation of the pandemic has really been a challenge for people individually and also workplaces. And I don't need to say it, but I I will say it because we're all dealing with it, that, you know, 
people are upset, they're depressed, um, they're, they're experiencing something that many have never experienced before. So um, as a consequence that the work, workplace behavior um, is really affecting, you know, especially inappropriate workplace behavior is affecting many more people than it ever has before. So um, as in what's happened in the last year, um, the, I think important lessons from the pandemic, which you know, I'd love to share with you. And then also the, uh, I would say the biggest theme is, and it's very controversial um, in the area of appropriate and inappropriate behavior that you know, there has been some things going on and, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to mention names because I'm all about building up people's reputations, not um, taking a shot, but there has been this troubling, um, and it's across the country of when it comes to sexual harassment in the workplace. And now we're in 2022 that it's it, for me as, you know, and that I know a lot about this issue that um, mm -hmm. I don't think it's appropriate um, mm -hmm. then when we are shooting for fairness and, and equality in the workplace and beyond to say that things like, I believe all women, you know, when someone has a claim. Um, now, as you know, Greg, you know me and I have devoted really my adult life um, thus far and continuing to, to promote, advance, um, do anything I can for women in the workplace, as well as um, anyone in the workplace. You know, I'm all about inclusion, but I think that's one of the most troubling things this past year, which reminds me back to, you know, I feel like it's um, a mission that I haven't accomplished and I hope I put a dent in it is the definite of all of us understanding the definition of sexual harassment and that it is a very serious, um, it's a very serious claim and it, um, and it can affect and it does affect someone's reputation either to have been um, someone that alleges or has experienced it, also someone that has, um, you know, unfortunately been um, uh, had allegations against him or her. So it's very serious stuff. And, you know, how do we really address that now at this point in time? Um, you know, back when I first started doing this work in my 20s, it was the biggest challenge is the definition. What is the actual definition of sexual harassment and it's 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 put into the bigger um the bigger pot of sexual very serious criminal behavior sexual misconduct um sexual assault and we you know we go through this on college campus campuses as well is and i would say that colleges work very very hard at um providing their campus community with um, the best of definitions possible. But 
it's so, you know, it's something that's so interpreted, it's subjective. So we're still dealing with that. Um, I'm so, so sorry to hear this. Yeah, I know. But, in this area, you know. but um, you know, it's also included in, in this times of the pandemic where there's just some really bad behavior going on. And so that, um, so that's a challenge for companies. It's a challenge for, I'm sure you've read and heard the challenges that airlines have with people's conduct where an, a flight attendant is being punched in the nose um, or there's fist fights in um, coach. Um, just things that we really, it's astounding, but it's there. So we are stunned culturally, like um, with what's going on, but we still have the core of, and it's so important that companies and universities and organizations offer, provide good training. And so I say that, you know, the, it, the past year, since we last talked, that I'm more, it's more important than ever to have cust- really good training as in customized for the um, environment. You know, when I, when I um, do an educational program for a theater, a theater versus a manufacturer, you know, those that predominantly on a line in a manufacturing facility, um, I always do, my training is never boilerplate mm-hmm. training because that, um, it's just not easy, that easy to mm-hmm. say, okay, everyone's trained, so we, we know what to do. Um, but training uh, on a positive side, training is much more, it's required in I think like 17 states, but you know, there is, it's a high priority. It's still down to that, the core of it. And this is, as you know, this is what concerns me is that if we still don't have the definition clear, um, we're going to be, we're going to be doing this, this and doing this the same way, we'll have the same results. So I'm sorry, that was a long winded answer to what's going on. And those are just a, a couple of things. Oh, and then I don't know if you want to get into this now, Greg, but please, you know, all right. So uh, on the topic again of, um, you know, sexual harassment and workplace behavior, that it's very interesting that there was um, a study done by a group talent LMS and the purple campaign, which is a group to end um, uh, sexual harassment in the workplace that and I've seen this too because of the investigations that I've done, that you would think that with people, the remote you know, existence that we've had working from home and offices being vacant, um, that there would be less sexual harassment because we're so restricted socially, um, but that's not true. It's not true. It's interesting that uh, sexual harassment allegations are still up because they're, they just moved to the online. They just really moved. Oh, wow. So, so things that people in the, you know, and this is, um, there is a great article. It was in Biz Journals. Um, I'm trying to think of the author. 
uh, Caitlin Mullen, I think. Um, but that it was found um, 1,200 people surveyed that had taken, you know, that had taken training, had been involved in training, that they found that people were from home because it was more informal in the Zoom environment. Oh, they could say more inappropriate things because it wasn't as formal as being in person in an office. And then the one-on-one -on -one online, whether it was Zoom or email or text, that, that still gave um, those that are inclined to behave this way, the 2% of that I've always been concerned about that there are no witnesses. Um, so it's easier to say inappropriate things. So that's, um, you know, that survey also confirmed that the definition of sexual harassment between men and women today, even after all of our awareness and all of the training um, that women have a different take on the definition than men do. So that's where we still need to do the work. Wow. And, you know, I've said this before that that's why, Greg, that I'm so committed to let's start early. Like how early can we start talking about how we treat each other? Um, and I feel like it almost should be classroom mandatory throughout our education so that we have, you know, we have some help early on when we're forming the, um, you know, our value system or not. But I think that it's really important to have that, um, to be exposed to that and to, you know, have some help with that too and reinforcement on that. So that's, that's what's been going on. There is an awful lot happening. That's in the last 12 months, yes. And something else that's going on, you're working on a great book. Called I am. Oh, thank you untarnished, how to build and preserve your reputation, the age of misconduct. I bet you there's a couple of things, many, many things, but are there a couple of things you'd like to highlight that'll be useful for college students or recent graduates you'd like to share today, Kathleen? Right. So, and thank you for mentioning the book. And I apologize that, you know, I didn't pop it out quickly. And the reason, honestly, is that there's been so much going on um, in real time that I think, you know, a helpful, you know, it's just my view, my, you know, I'm, um, but with the pandemic, the, I feel that so many significant things have happened as far as human um, nature, human relationships and communication that I really feel that that's an important part of the book. And so my interviews with people have changed slightly because, and that's the way it should be, not, sure. me, not me saying I want to validate what I think, but finding out there's some, you know, there's very interesting per, um, perspectives out there. So to answer your question about what kind of, what kind of advice is within the book for those that are in college or about to graduate or recently graduated because you know I feel for all of them at this point in time it's very challenging but 
um, there's some really good things that have come out of this. And, and because you mentioned Valentine's Day, I feel like, all right, winter, um, it's a day that we think about others and we think about, you know, the, the good, positive emotions, which are caring and um, caring about people, you know, loving people. And, um, and I know we're doing this all in the same, you know, we just were talking about unwanted inappropriate behavior, but I think we should also spend more time encouraging just really good behavior from the heart. So we don't, you know, we don't want to lose that. Um, so one of the things that I, I think, and this is based on student interviews just recently, that um, students, and I'm proud of them, they are trying to figure out who they are. Um, you know, there's so much pressure in, you know, early on, like, or you're a, you're a good basketball player, Greg, or you're, um, you're this, but they need to find out who they are so they can find the right um, paths. And, you know, and it could be multiple paths, but also we're not defined anymore by what we do. And this is thanks to younger kids. It's the, who are you? Um, wow. So I've, and then what I've learned from students is that, um, especially those that are close to, from freshmen, actually it's freshmen to graduate students, that they have, um, they have a sincere desire to connect and interact and um, get close to their professors and um, advisors in a way that I've never seen. And, and Greg, you've been involved in education for a long time. Sure. So you're probably better to answer that. But I have found it like beautiful um, that, and it isn't about they need a letter of recommendation. Um, it's about like one student said to me, I, you know, that going to, uh, going through college during the pandemic, that when he drives home at night, he just wants to know that he was part of something and that, you know, and that people care about his contributions. But he said, I don't, I want to be part of something. So they are figuring out um, how to come together. And they're talking about things that in my generation, probably we weren't talking about. And they're making choices, which if you talk to companies, they have a different candidate now um, being presented to them for job opportunities. They're different, they want different things. They want the good stuff actually, which is why are you here on this planet? Um, so I think that my first, um, my first recommendation on reputation is know who you are and start being that person. You know, we're all flawed, so don't be, um, but be who you are because companies will want to hire, not all companies, but though the right companies will want to hire you because of that. And that I'm finding that it's after people get these great jobs and they've gotten their MBAs or um, their graduate degrees from, esteemed colleges that 
it's only after and they get on the track and then they feel like, gosh, it feels empty here and there. I feel like all I, and how did I get here? So I'm asking, I'm asking college students that honor and acknowledge your own interests that in the giving back and um, what you're involved in and do it. Um, and it's part of who you are. And that's who I will want to hire you because of all of those things. And not to impress, but to make changes in our, you know, help be part of the solution. So I'm very impressed with students today that they, they're asking for in the same meeting, they were asking for, they wanted to be more involved in um, helping those that need help and not to put it on their resume, but to feel it in their heart. And, you know, that's so encouraging to me. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's really, uh, oh, and then as far as reputation, what happens with, if you are out there doing, following your heart and doing the, the things in life that you feel like you've gotten a call, a calling, and it matters to you. I care about this issue. I'm going to do something about it. You are without con being contrived and without being like a quote unquote influencer online, um, you are developing a network with all kinds of people. And they may not be like notable or powerful people, but they are a part of those that know you. And what happens with reputation is you're building your reputation right now and it's authentic. It's not, you know, a well done profile online. It's amazing. You mentioned the word authentic to us and everything you said, I've just seen so much both here at Seton Hall University and St. Francis College where I'm working in Brooklyn Heights, New York. The authenticity of the millennials uh, the Gen Zers is so refreshing. And I have seen a trend the past four to five to six years. These students, some of them have an interest in making money, buying homes and this and that, but for the great most part, they do want to transform the world. They want to articulate from their heart. They want to follow their bliss and they see a world uh, that's in need of repair. What's very interesting here at St. Francis College, the students learned that in the early 1200s, the cross of San Damiano spoke to Francis and said, Francis, rebuild thy church, which you see is in need of room or in need of repair, if you will, because it's in room. Today, the students are saying they're being challenged to transform the world, which is in need of repair in 2022. And it's so exciting. And people yes. say, Greg, how do you feel about the future? And I say, I'm very optimistic. Why? I see on a daily basis these millennials, these Gen Zers, and their commitment to want very sincerely uh, to create a better world. Uh, no doubt about it. Now, and, you know, Greg, they remind me too. They remind me. And it's so, I just feel, I feel transformed after I have, you know, just, um, um, different conversations with them and working with them. I'm learning from them. So um, I'm excited. And that's a part of back to uh, on Tarnish that they, they are a really important part of the book 
because that's where the that's where the this moment in history and this is in a historical time this could be in workplace um, and how we live and living a, a the well life you know a life well lived that um, this is this is uh, the turning point I feel. I have no doubt about it. You and I have been together, and thank God, for many a long time. And there's been a lot of progress made, as you said earlier. We still have a ways to go, but we have made a lot, a lot of progress, no doubt about it. I have a sense, Kathleen, there are some really positive changes occurring in organizations and on campuses. You mentioned before about training. Maybe you can share one or two other things, great things going on in organizations on campus. So um, you mean as far as um, you said organizations? Yeah. What are some of these positive things happening so that we are becoming more educated and students are becoming better at, in this area of sexual misconduct? Oh, sexual so there's, a, there's a, there has, yeah. right, there's been tremendous strides. And again, it goes, it goes down to within, within the community, the campus community or the organization. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. There, there's, there's so many prongs to the educational um, requirements. And for example, that the faculty, the administration, um, that, and even especially, as you know, I'm involved in sports, um, but there's so many different opportunities to educate. Um, but it has taken, you know, it's taken some time because, you know, we're dealing also with, you know, th there are laws, there are laws and learning the laws and interpreting the laws and then customizing all of that information so that you can share it with students. Um, and where is it coming from that where are students working with the dean of students or is it multiple um, multiple opportunities. And it, for me, it, I've seen that those that are most effective is that there's multiple opportunities for the messaging. And, you know, I, I like to stay away from the word training, even though, you know, that's what we're talking about. Um, because I feel that it, it's, it's something, it is professional development um, and I like to look at it as professional development at all levels, but it's also personal. And this is the key that I've seen that's been most successful at universities is personal development, that that's really what it is. And so I like to see programs and those that are most successful is that you're providing tools, you're providing a safe forum um, so that people aren't thinking while the training is going on, I just have to figure out how to use this information so I don't get into trouble. I don't want to destroy my life um, by making saying something stupid. There's a lot of fear. And the programs that are most successful, and I, you know, I really am seeing them at colleges, Greg. Um, you know, companies... Um, you know, companies are, are working hard too. So we've made substantial strides, but it keeps changing just enough that we need to keep, you know, we, we need to keep, um, stay on top of, you know, what we need to do to educate and 
and the ways we educate. You know, I have a program, Champion Conduct, and I'm always looking for, and we're still in development with the app, um, which is providing training, all kinds of training for athletes, student athletes in an app. But at the start of the month to the end of the month, whatever is going on is, has changed. So it's, it's, uh -huh. it's an effort that has to be continually updated. No doubt about that. Things do continue to evolve. No doubt about it. Sadly, we're just about out of time, but I've saved the most important question for last, Kathleen. When is Untarnish expected to be available? And how can our loyal listeners best contact you? So, um, so Untarnished, it, it, it's possible that it's going to be out um, this year late, but um, more likely it, the pub date would probably be like January. Okay, and I'm okay with, by out. the way, I'm okay with that because um, I feel like I've just gotten into the good stuff, the positive stuff that, you know, it, which is important to me to share. Uh, that's so wonderful. I worked, as you know, 30 years in big pharmaceuticals before becoming a Franciscan brother uh, in higher education. Now, and in both places, it's quality over speed. And listeners, I can tell you, this is indeed going to be worth waiting for. If one of our loyal listeners wanted to contact you ahead of that, is there a website or something oh, sure. you should go, please? Um, they can contact, there's info at championconduct.com. Um, I'm happy to give my um, email, nevilleconsultants at gmail.com. I'm happy to hear from them and anything I can do to help. I'm happy to do that. Listeners, please take full advantage of Kathleen Neville. She is an international expert in the area of sexual harassment, in reputation, in how to make very positive change in organizations and on college campuses. And we were very, very blessed to have you today. And after you contact Kathleen, don't forget about us here at Thank God for Monday. We're now on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now even on TikTok. So reach out to us, uh, no excuse. And it's interesting because this is our 15th year anniversary. We started this show in September 2006, and we're dedicating this whole year to our 15th anniversary. We'll be launching a new website very, very soon. And one of the things that we have launched actually is a Hall of Fame section to thank God for Monday. And I'm excited to announce I got an envelope today from our uh, committee that does the voting and I've opened it up. And who has been nominated to the guest or who has been elected, I should say, to the guest section of our Hall of Fame? None other than Kathleen Neville. Congratulations, Kathleen. Thank you. I'm so honored. In our Hall of Fame, certainly. And as the year goes on, you'll be hearing a lot more from us as to information we're going to post up about you and this and that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you've done for us today. Enlightened us, inspired us. But the last several years that you've done for us here on Thank God for Monday, we cannot thank you enough. We are so blessed to have an advocate like you uh, in this area. And we wish you continued success with Untarnished, and all these other great things that you're doing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Listeners, sadly, once again, we're out of time. Greg saying our hope and prayer is that when you wake up on Monday morning, just like Kathleen does, you'll say, thank God for Monday.
Have a great week, and we'll see you next week for yet another episode of Thank God for Monday. In the meantime, enjoy Valentine's Day. Bye-bye, everybody.